Homestyle Green, episode 41. How would you like to save time, save money, and save the planet? Stick around to find out how. G'day and welcome back to another episode of Homestyle Green. I'm the host of the show, Matthew Cutler-Welsh, and I am interested in making homes or helping you to make a home that is good for people and good for the planet. And I've just come back from a couple of days down in Dunedin where I was very lucky to be heading along to the Registered Master Builders Conference um, I was there as part of Homestar and we had a little stand there and it was great to catch up with some builders and some people in the industry and also hear about some of the things that are looking uh, to happen sh- soon. Um, I heard from Morris Williamson, who's the Minister for Building, and he has attended five of those conferences in a row. So the longest minister um consistently to attend the registered master builder conference so pretty impressive does know what he's talking about and he said some very interesting things um not least of which was the volume of building that's projected to um or forecast to be um going to take place over the next 10 years in particularly Christchurch and Auckland but he did also say that a lot of other parts around New Zealand there's going to be lots of building work going on as well he also talked about an increasing awareness of the life value or the life cost of a building, rather, um, as opposed to the upfront cost. And this was really heartening to, to hear because so much emphasis is usually placed on the purchase price of buildings and uh, metrics like the cost per square meter of a house, which I've often argued is, is a fairly useless metric because the lifetime expenses of both commercial building and a residential building are so much more than just the upfront costs. So that changes the focus on um, on building from one of quantity, as in building more of a building, to quality. So making smaller, compact, higher quality homes that are warmer, healthier and easier to maintain. So some good stuff there, very heartening to hear. Now, this morning I spoke to Lisa Matarez, and she is the founder of a website called EcoDeals. So it's something a little bit different because it's not so much a uh, site that's focused on the building industry or, or homes, but more about what we put inside our homes. And it's really interesting thinking about this because we do, we are starting to think about things like formaldehyde and some of the chemicals and toxins and some of the waste that's generated during the construction. But what happens when the skip and the builder and everyone leaves and we start filling up our houses with stuff because we do buy lots of stuff. So we talked a little bit about consumerism and uh, and choice and how we make judgments and how also we can have an impact on both our own families and our family's health but also the environment and sustainability by the decisions we make so i hope you enjoy this and definitely head on over to ecodeals.co.nz and see all this great stuff there that is on offer i'll catch you after the interview all right so today i'm speaking with 
Lisa Merez. And um, thank you for joining us on the show, Lisa. No, thank you. So, Lisa, let's start right off with EcoDeals. Can you tell us what EcoDeals is and why you started it? Okay. Well, first and foremost, it's um, it's a website we can sign up for free and get great deals on eco products, so products that are good for us, our families, and the environment. Um, and on a second side, we have also tried to create a kind of hub where you can get information on how to be uh, more environmentally responsible, um, tips. We have a directory as well where we've got a whole lot of great businesses doing great things um, in New Zealand and we're very happy to support as well. And so what we're trying to do is create a place where people can come and get all sorts of information. Yeah. And what was the inspiration for you doing what you're doing? Um, mainly it was not being able to find the products I wanted when I needed them and more frustratingly finding them six months later. Um, a lot of these products, um, are, are in, you know, they're specialty products. They're not necessarily found in mainstream stores. So unless you're going out, you're reading the magazines, you're visiting the stores or, um, you know, which sites to go to, it's quite hard to come across a lot of these products. And a lot of them are small businesses as well, so they don't necessarily Google search very well. So what we wanted to do was to get a platform where we could send these out to people. So people get an opportunity to find, they just drop in your inbox. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Which I know, I love. I mean, I love the deal concept. It's great for businesses. They get what amounts to free advertising. And it's great for consumers because they get a great deal. So it's a win-win situation for everyone. And it helps make it easier and more affordable to be environmentally responsible. Um, One of the things when we're doing the research was the barriers to um, purchasing eco products were um, cost and knowledge. So we've tried to break through those barriers with... um, you know, obviously doing a deal with the price so that people can trial products mm-hmm. and um, get an opportunity to do that. And also um, we link those deals with information as well so you can understand why this product is better. Right. So it's like daily deals or grab one, but everything is has been vetted to be environmentally friendly. Yes. That's exactly it. And that that sounds like the the classic sort of entrepreneurial story of you started something because you wanted it and you couldn't find it. Oh, I think that's a classic. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And we've run into a lot of people as well who have pretty much done the same thing. Right. And it's quite interesting. There's a lot of of mums out there, Mm -hmm. a lot. And I think it's um, there's a lot to do as well with the fact that um, you know the workplace is not necessarily geared up around you know around around families. So a lot of people are starting to do their own thing. Yeah, yeah. Now um, my this show is, is mostly about building and creating a home, and a lot of people might be wondering why I'm talking about <laughs> someone who's selling products. But the um, one of the, one of your uh, comments there about uh, your story, which is on your site, and, and you, you just mentioned it as well. It, your aim is to make um, and sell products that are good for us and good for our environment, and that's very similar to the objective of Homestyle Green, which is to create homes that are good for people and good for the environment. So I think there's some definitely some natural crossover there. From your perspective, what do you think are some of the big issues about our homes at the moment and the way we live in them? 
Um, well, I mean, New Zealand has one of the highest allergy ratings in the world. Mm, it's true. So the first place you have to look is, is, is in your house. So you look at the air quality in your house. I mean, um, one of the things that, that, that bothers me a lot, I mean, I know New Zealand talks a lot about the heating in homes. Yep. And there are a lot of sustainable ways to heat, well, more environmentally friendly ways to heat your home. Yes, it is expensive to install a heat pump, but the savings are uh, immediate and they're, they're, quite, they're quite profound. Also, insulation, that's another one of the key ones. There are also some great, um, some great sustainable and natural options available in there. Mm-hmm. But it's also what's in our house, which I think is more of the invisible one. It's what a lot of our a lot of our furnishings are made from. There's a lot of off gassing that goes on. There's um, there's formaldehyde in a shocking amount of things. Yeah, and we're basically sitting here breathing it. Um, and and that's I think that's that's one of the things that bothers me a lot, especially when you know you've got young children. I mean, they're they they're smaller. Their their bodies absorb a lot more, and it affects them a lot more as well. So it's a matter of trying to find products that um, uh, have non-toxic and formaldehyde-free stains and finishes. I mean, you've got to look at stain resistant. When you know, when you buy furnishings that are stain resistant, um, they, that generally has formaldehyde in it. <laughs> so yeah, it's right. great because it's stain resistant, but it's not good because it's off-gassing this. And I mean, I think there's two ways you can you can you can get around that. You can either buy um, uh, organic or f- you know, toxic-free free furnishings, or you can always look at second-hand. Um, that's another option that's that's more more affordable as well. Mm, mm. And, you know, paints, paints, there's great options now. Um, as we were talking earlier, the Environmental Choice website has a, has a really good list of them. Yeah. Um, and, yes, just, just getting things to put inside that, that, that aren't – that aren't going to aren't going to um, affect our, affect our ear because I think that's that's, that's a big one. We, I mean, we've put an article in the Eco Info about um, grow your own fresh air. There's plants you can get that will absorb all that. So I think the spider plant and the Boston fern are really good for that. So right. there's a whole lot of things you can do inside your house to make it a better place. We'll put a link to that in the in the notes of the show. What can you tell us a bit about formaldehyde? What do you know what it is and and why it's bad? Um, basically it's, oh gosh, I'm going to go to my science background now. I don't, off the top of my head, it's, um, it's a solvent. It's fairly, it's fairly potent. I mean, basically they use it to, um, to store, you know, remains. I mean, if you've, if you've been in a science lab and you find those little, little, um, little, um, what do you call them? Samples. Dead things. Stored in the jars. Yes. (laughs) So it's it's um, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head, but there has been you know there's a lot of information about it and a lot of information about the off gassing. Yeah. So basically, it's something that we don't don't want to have in our homes, but it's it kind of goes along with that that new smell, doesn't it? Like when when yes. you've got a, a new car or or a new carpet or something. That, exactly. That's basically formaldehyde. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, now you kind of answered the question, which is um, why is it important about the things that we put in our homes, um, which we kind of talked about. It's because of those things, and I, I was actually talking to someone who was an insulation supplier just yesterday, and and we were we were commenting that um, a lot is often talked about about um, things like formaldehyde and insulation, but in reality. It's the things inside the home that probably have more of an impact on that indoor air quality than, than some of the building materials that we use. 
um, just because they're in the spaces and we you know think we have things like um, stain resistant furniture and which is stuff that we come into contact with so definitely important not just how we build our houses but what we fill up our houses with and that's I guess where you're where, where you can help Yes, I mean this is this is um, this is where we generally specialise. We do have um, some services in there as well. We've had right. um, one company that does um, carpet dyeing. So instead of replacing your carpet, you can dye it with um, with organic dyes. All oh, right. Plant based dyes. So again, because it's not only the 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 off gassing that's concerned, it's also the um, how will it end up in landfill if you buy just buy something new? What happens to the old product? Mm. I mean, how long is it going to last? Where has it come from? Is it you know? There's so many angles to look at yeah, this. Yeah, so, yeah, You know, how is it produced? Is it produced without chemicals, sustainably? Um, is it fair trade? Are people getting a fair deal for, for for making it? I mean, how it's made, the process is used there, and then how it's disposed of. I mean, there's a lot of talk about um, how people are disposing of their televisions. They've got the TV take back scheme, which is great. Um, and computer parts, but there's you know there's stuff like carpet and the and the underlay. It it takes it takes hundreds of years for that to to um, to decompose. So you know it's got to go somewhere. You mentioned before that cost and knowledge was a big barrier. Do you think with all those other issues, sometimes it just becomes pretty overwhelming and it's all a bit too hard? Oh, definitely. There's so much information out there. there there's a lot. You you. There is an awful lot of information, and some of it's you know, and and it can be quite scary. I mean, I think you have to pick pick the things that are of key importance to you and work around those because you can't do everything all of the time. Mm. But if you can do something, everyone can do something. Yeah, everyone doesn't have to do everything, but they can do something. So if you do one or two things that um, that make an impact, then and if we all do that, then that makes a large impact. And I like another comment that you've got on your um, about page, which is it's not about making sacrifices; it's about making choices. Which, as a consumer, I guess is a is one a small but significant way that you can have an impact over a period of time. Exactly, it's huge. And I mean, in the media recently, there's been a lot of um, a lot of talk about about consumer backlash on certain things businesses have been doing and businesses mm. change their practices for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know the dull ethical bananas, for for example. There was um, there was a big backlash. They removed that label because it was proved to be not not ethical. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I haven't I haven't seen the news pop up, but I heard that Tui are looking at backing out of the um, agreement with Monsanto to um, bring in Roundup for all the um, the the, um, the the hops. Tui. No, Tui, because Tui is seen as like a as, as a as a gardening company, as a as an oh uh, right, yeah, 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 company. So joining with Roundup and Monsanto for all the um, the seed patenting right, yeah, yeah, how that's going through the states and through Europe at the moment. So this, so people do the choices you make do do say something. Mm, mm. And if we can, I mean, and if we all make these choices, all of these things will become um, more affordable. It's 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 how it works. I mean, if they become mainstream, um, more people choose these, they will become more affordable and more um, available. Yep. They'll become the norm, which yep. would be great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, tell us a little bit about your business, Eco Deals. 
what have been some of the challenges for you getting a business like this up and running and how have you overcome these? Oh, the main, the main, the main challenge is time. Yeah. <laughs> We've both got young children, so it's um, it's a bit of a challenge. Our youngest is um, are not at school yet, so time is the big one. But but you know, who needs sleep? <laughs> we work at night, and, and and we look after each other's children as well. Um, but this basically same problems as any startup is um, is getting known. Yep. Is getting your name out there, but we seem to have had a cord because we've been um, receiving very good growth. Um, surprisingly good growth and we've been getting some really good relationships with our suppliers as well which has been lovely and there's a there's a lovely community feeling there as well so everyone helps each other which is which is really nice right so is it is it just you and your partner at the moment yes Jen and I we sort of started talking about it and then got to the point where we had to sort of um, walk the talk so we decided to go ahead and can you can you give us some numbers around um, subscribers or members that you've got at the so moment? Basically, we're we've been going since February. We've got four, just over four thousand subscribers. We're growing thirty wow. percent a month. And our Facebook, we're on to about just a um, thousand. I think we're coming up to a thousand two hundred. So we've been growing pretty quickly. From we started off at zero. So. That's a, that's a pretty uh, healthy growth rate. We're very happy with it, very happy with it. And it just seems, you know, it's just seems that, you know, we're having the right conversation with people, obviously. Mm, mm. And I think that community feel is so important as well to, to uh, a lot of people struggle to get that. And uh, it's such a valuable thing online and offline. Um, can you yeah. tell us what do you think has been your greatest success so far? Um, it's hard. To, there's no great success. They're all small successes. Mm. Um, getting people to think about how they how they consume is is great. If if everyone just stops stops a little bit before they do something and and and, and makes makes a decision that that's that that's better for more well, for us and our environment, that's a success. But also one of the sidelines of this, which has been great, is um, we we getting to promote um, small Kiwi businesses doing really great things and it right. keeps that sustainable cycle going yeah so su- supporting these businesses has been has been a personal a personal thing for me it's been it's been lovely cool I like that as well think uh, before you consume <laughs> well yeah but th- that's the whole thing I mean when you get the information you can't help but think before you make a choice mm. Mm. Now, you've got quite a few products and services there. Have you got a favourite? Yes, at the moment. It's Plastic Free July, which is one of my little bugbears. Um, I have to say that the the Rethink um, reusable fresh produce bags, they are small, but they make such a big difference. I was struggling with going to the supermarket and trying to figure out how I put all my how I get all my apples. So okay, if you're buying for one person, you can just put them singly on the on the on the on the scales. Yep. But if you're buying for a family, it doesn't work. I was using paper bags, but they'd rip, and also you know they're single use as well, or only a couple of uses. And then I found these bags. These are wonderful bags. They're organic. They're mesh bags, which you put your produce on when you go to the supermarket. Yeah. If you think about how many how many of those bags we use, and we only use them once, maybe twice. Um, I'd say an average family uses about six a week. So this is about three hundred between about three fifty a year. So with yeah. what we've done with those, we've sold with those, we've saved about fifteen thousand plastic bags from going to to nice. landfill. 
I think, yes, that makes me feel good. (laughs) Good. One of the things that doesn't make me feel good is when I see people putting things like bananas, uh, a bunch of bananas in a plastic bag in the supermarket. And I think, why why do you do that? The the banana's pretty well packaged naturally by itself. It doesn't need another bag to go around it. Exactly. It doesn't. It's um it's disturbing. It bothers yes. And the um packet awards are great. I mean, there's some there's some great um there's some great things to have a look at there. They pull out all the um all the people doing those horrible things. Putting so there's some there was one um one image on there of mandarins that have been peeled put on um, on meat trays and then covered in plastic. So what was that, the Unpack It Awards? Yes, yes. I'll have to put a link to that so people can check it out. Oh, they're fabulous. I mean, they've got a lot of companies doing some great things as well. And right. they're exposing they're exposing the um, the companies that aren't doing so well and they're pushing, they're pushing for change. And the supermarkets actually look at these sites quite a bit as well, nice. which is good. It means we can actually, you know... We can we can tell them that we're not happy with it. Yeah, yeah. If there was one thing that you'd recommend for all households uh, in New Zealand, what would it be? Oh, the list is long again. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to just sound like a repeated record. I think again the rethink bags, the the reusable produce bags. It's so small, it's so easy, and it makes it does make a big difference. Nice. That's what we like, small small changes that make a big difference. Exactly, and it's an easy one to do, and it builds on to bigger changes. Mm, mm. What do you think, I've, I've just um, pulled up the uh, Unpack It Packaging Awards here. What, what do you think about um, a lot of products have, have refill bags, like um, refillable soaps and uh, milk that comes in a bag instead of a container? Are, are there, is that just sort of marketing, or are they the way forward? Um, well, again, I mean, obviously what you buy is in something, so it depends on how it's, it's, it depends on how many resources were used. If there were fewer resources used to make the refill bag, mm. then yes, it is. Right. If that makes sense. Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of it, I mean, bulk stuff is great. I mean, you can take your own containers and fill it up. Um, so yes, it is better. You, you, you're using one big container to fill lots of, the equivalent of lots of small ones. Mm, mm, yeah. Um, hey, look, that uh, there's some great stuff there, and I and I really hope I hope that's useful and um, and um, informative for our audience. I, I'm certainly looking forward to checking out more of the information you got on that site. Um, do, do you have uh, other resources or other websites, places of interest that, that you've used for inspiration or that you'd recommend for other listeners? Um, well, I really enjoy the Green Ideas magazine that started up. It's oh, yep. information-based, which is great, I, um, but it's done in a very light-hearted manner. Yep. That's fabulous. Um, I must admit, there's some great social um, social media sites out there that we've been using and and, and looking through. Um, there's some uh, Greenpeace again have some great information as well, and they keep you up to date with a lot of stuff that's happening. Mm-hmm. And um, one last, well, we haven't mentioned about how people can. What do people need to do? They sign up, or how does how does it? How can people get in touch with you? And um, what do they need to do for Eco Deals? 
So basically, um, we'll go to www.ecodeals.co.nz. In the top right-hand corner, there's a little um, sign-up um, box. You just pop your email in there, and then we keep sending you. Um, we have deals that come out twice weekly. We also have information. Um, and we talk a bit about charities, some of the charities and what some of the great things they're doing out there as well. Great. All right. Hey, well, thank you very much for your time, Lisa. really appreciate it. And uh, if um, people have got more information, I'm sure they can uh, contact you via the website. And you, you mentioned you're on Facebook there as well. Yes, that would be lovely. It's always good to hear from people. Awesome. Well, good luck and uh, I hope that sustained growth keeps on, keeps on going. Yes, no, thank you. Thank you very much. You have a lovely day. And that was Lisa Matarez, the founder of ecodeals.co.nz. Hope you enjoyed that. Um, three quick things that I took away from that interview. Firstly, the one of the barriers uh, the, to being sustainable, and Lisa made this point early on, were cost and knowledge. And I think that's as true for the building process as it is for household products. And obviously, the cost often comes up, but it's often just knowledge. And there's a lot in that if we think about how can you as a designer, builder, um, or a consumer help with sharing knowledge and sharing ideas about what is available and what are better ways of doing things. So... um, and obviously reframing the, the cost question to a, a lifetime uh, cost, total cost of ownership versus an upfront cost, I think is always helpful. So that was the first one, uh, looking at what those barriers are to sustainability. Secondly, getting people to think before they consume. And I really like Lisa's point about lots of small actions ultimately adding up to having a, an impact. And if we can just help people to think before they purchase something, think before they act, even if it's only a small thing, uh, eventually all those small things will add up to be a significant change. And finally, a bit more high level on today's interview. I got the sense that Lisa was really motivated and continues to be motivated by a desire to help people and to help people to do good. And I think this is really valuable because clearly she's she is running a business, so yeah, she does need to generate a profit. But that's not really the big motivation of eco deals, is is the sense that I got. In fact, after um, after the conversation, we talked about this a little bit more, and I'm pretty confident that Lisa genuinely just wants to provide something. She said it herself as an entrepreneur. She basically set the company up because it was something that she wanted herself but couldn't find, and that is often the case with entrepreneurs. And I think that shows in the integrity and and just the feel of the site as well. There's a a genuine willingness to share good stuff uh, and help people get access to good stuff and encourage people to do good. So that's a really important lesson, and I think we can all learn from that in the the building sector as well and, and in the way we make houses uh, making it easier to build good houses. And that's, at the end of the day, what this podcast is all about. So I hope you enjoyed that. really like to get your comments, feedback on that and other episodes of Homestyle Green. Um, you can contact me, comments at homestylegreen.com or head on over to Facebook. Love to get some uh, comments on Facebook. Uh, feel free to, to 
say hello over there or um, if you comment on any of the posts there, that is, uh, that'd be great. Twitter's been going crazy recently, which has been awesome. Uh, really been looking and enjoying getting stuck into that. And there's also, of course, Google Plus, and they've got a few videos out there on YouTube. Hoping to get a few more of those up there shortly as well. So whichever way works for you, please do connect. And as always, would love to get your comments, ratings, and feedback in the iTunes store as well. Thanks very much. This is Matthew Cutler-Welsh, and you've been listening to Homestyle Green. Bye.